you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, vaccinated, going outside and somewhere in like round four of uh, my Scott Fishbowl draft right now. I uh, got, got a DM this morning at like 445 telling me I was on the clock. I'm like, bro, I'm just waking up. Um, <laughs> Hopefully you are enjoying SFB season. For those of you who observe, of course, uh, we continue on with our fantasy summer cavalcade of stars and uh, a man that I don't think I've had on my show before, but I've been friends with for a long time. Uh, If you've played fantasy football for any number of years, you have come across his content. You have come across his happy, smiling, often shouting face. Uh, It is the one and only Brad Evans. I don't even know how to introduce you. So I will say Brad 
you have you have had some life changes recently. So tell folks what what exactly you are up to nowadays. Yeah, I'm kind of just floating out there in the ether, Marcus. And thanks for having me on. And as you can tell, I'm a very sheepish fellow. I'm, I'm the right. person that just, you know, at the house party stands next to the keg and I want nothing to do with the dance floor at all. Um, no. So it has been a kind of an upside down, um, you know, off season for me. Uh, I started a company a year ago called uh, Fade the Noise, uh, FTN for short. I uh, started with a couple of, uh, of people that I knew in the industry. Uh, we were able to recruit, grow it out in the middle of a damn pandemic. Uh, had a tremendous <laughs> amount of success doing so. Uh, and then uh, I decided to sell off my stake and pursue other paths. Uh, and that happened like a month ago. Uh, meanwhile, I started another company with my buddy, Toby Mergler. I also oversees Mush Media. That's Cousin Sal's business. And, you know, the podcast company, we were able to broker a partnership with SiriusXM. That has grown by leaps and bounds. So Toby and I are still in business together and doing that and really trying to take it to the next level. Uh, and then I moved. And stupidly <laughs> from beautiful Denver, Colorado, where the dispensaries are plenty, the Chris Mountain air is absolutely fantastic. The scenery is amazing. There's no humidity. There are very few bugs, which is what I like. <laughs> you don't get swampy in the nether regions. There is no gold bond needed uh, in places where the sun don't shine. And I decided to move back uh, to central Illinois to be close to my family uh, amidst the giant-sized mosquitoes, insects I can't even uh, decipher what the heck they are, the heat, the humidity. Humidity, uh, but I'm back and I'm close to my mom and my sister, and I made that cross country road trip. And let me tell you, uh, between Denver and Kansas City, uh, if you want to go somewhere when the zombie apocalypse hits, just go somewhere <laughs> in eastern Colorado or western Kansas. There's nothing, no civilization for miles. Oh, see, I was going to say that stretch between like you know uh, El Paso and like Houston is probably another spot too where you can go. Uh, Done that. Nobody, nobody's going to find you. Nobody's nope. going to find you. Nobody's going to find you. But there is water, at least, in eastern Colorado and western Kansas. <laughs> you make true. that trip in the panhandle of Texas, and, you know, it, it can get a little dicey out there in the western part of the desert. No, no doubt about it. So, I mean, how is life back closer to sea level now? Well, I can tell you this. My workouts, you know, I haven't been huffing and puffing as much. So there is something to the altitude. I thought it was just a giant load of poppycock, bunch of BS, you know, because they always play it up at Mile High Stadium when you, you know, go to a Broncos game. You're at 5,280 feet. Can you feel it, Chargers? Can you feel it? You know, they'll blast it over the PA and all that. I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling anything. Uh, and then you come to sea level and you get a workout in. You know, I like you know, banged out a couple of miles on the treadmill the other day. I'm like, Hmm, I'm not nearly as winded as I recall. And and then I imbibe like a case of beer over the weekend. I'm like, hmm, I should be in a different state of mind right now. And I feel actually pretty good. Like there's something to this uh, sea level elevation. So, yeah, it's a little odd, but uh, I've ramped my game up in multiple areas as a result. So, I mean, you're talking about all the things, you know, the, the move from FTN, the move from Colorado back to Illinois. You are... You have always been a hustler in the best sense of the word, right? You always <laughs> me have and Larry Flint. Like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're one the same, man. We're one the, the same. The difference is you don't have a giant building on La Cienega Boulevard in Beverly Hills. That's, that's like true. that's the only thing true. that separates the two of you, really. Yeah, uh, yeah very I mean, much. What is what is sort of next for you? You always seem to have something going. I mean, you mentioned the the, the Sirius XM stuff. I, I, I know there's something big. There's always something big coming for Brad Evans. 
Yeah, look, uh, I, I've been extremely flattered without really kind of showing my hand here. I, I've been approached by a number of different <laughs> companies uh, over the last about 72 hours, and uh, I, it's unbelievable the reception I've received uh, from people, you know, coordinating my services and saying, hey, what are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, I do have some things that works. Uh, I do have some projects uh, that have been kicking around in my reptilian-sized brain uh, for the last several months that I would like to get launched on television <laughs> and video. Uh, you know, along with the usual nonsense that I crank out there, my flames and lames and a lot of the crossover pieces uh, with the sports betting universe. So there will be much to see, uh, much to probably dissect and throw rotten cabbage at uh, when it comes to Brad Evans uh, here in the very near future. You can count on that. Yeah, I, I am somebody who doesn't like to sit on idle hands. You know, my wife has always said, you know, I'm 43 years old, Marcus, you and I are about the same age. And mm -hmm. she's like, you know, when we retire, and I'm like, retire? Well, why would I do that? Like, I would have nothing to do. Am I just going to sit around and do crossword puzzles and, and sip on Añejo all day? Then again, I mean, there, nice. I say like, there's there some benefits to that. You know? yeah, she might be on to something, Marcus. She there's might some be on to something. There. Yeah. Um, so part of why I wanted to talk to you, part of why I always enjoy talking to you is because you are very forward thinking. You always have been very forward thinking when it comes to this industry. And for somebody like you who has gone from Working with with legacy media companies, I mean, most recently you were at Yahoo before the FTN thing, then doing a startup thing. Um, where do you see the future of fantasy content? Because look, I, if you would have told me ten years ago when I first started in this job that that fantasy content would be as widespread as it is now, I was certainly naive to that. I think you probably would have bought into it. Yeah. But where, yeah. where do we go from here now with so many people doing this? Well, look, I, I think this is a, a second gold rush of sorts for the entire gamification wing of the sports media content industry. And it, it's a wonderful time for all of us that are involved in it because engagement levels are you know skyrocketing. And uh, because of PASPA dying and falling by the wayside, uh, there are more and more companies coming in with just extremely, extraordinarily deep pockets that are willing to spend and try to convert uh, fantasy players into traditional sports betting. So what it creates is a hybrid model of sorts where, you know, developing content to tap into those mindsets of the sports better and also the fantasy player and blending the two together and kind of a beautiful symphony of content is what everybody is trying to achieve right now. And that's the gold standard we're all trying to strike in this newfound era of sports media consumption. So as you know, traditional sports media is, you know, is it dying? Maybe slowly it is, you know, mm -hmm. you've seen it at major media companies, you know, siphoning off uh, some of the talent, releasing some, uh, not paying people as much as they used to make at peak, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, and what you're seeing is that is uh, essentially pointing to how people are consuming that content. So, you know, think about guys like you and I, Marcus, mm -hmm. you know, we're in our early 40s. We've been in this game for a long time. And there are a number of people that, you know, are spending money in our industry that are content consumers that grew up fantasy players. Right. They've been playing fantasy <laughs> for 20, 30 years in many cases. So their education in sports media consumption is often in fantasy. So again, that engagement level is so critical to you know keeping all the boats afloat, if you will, in the sports media industry. And I think what you're seeing now, you know, people like us that have climbed the ladder and people that are in a similar position, but behind the scenes that are in a similar age, they understand the importance 
of uh, gamification content because mm-hmm. it continues to bring, bring people back to the trough to feed from it, whether through broadcasts like this, whether through written content, uh, whether through podcasts, whatever it may be. And that's where all the investment is going. So it's a very, very exciting time because I think finally the spotlight is cast on numbskulls like us <laughs> who have been in this racket for a long time, who kind of played second fiddle, and now we become more mainstream. And that's why it's so exciting. One of the things you talked about, which are starting to go hand in hand, is the sports betting aspect of it, right? Like we are we are melding the fantasy part and the sports betting part. And I know you have been someone long who has championed, uh, you know, having at first fantasy analysts, but now sports betting analysts and really integrating them into pregame shows and, and more sports yeah. coverage. We're starting to see it a little bit. I mean, you're seeing you watch the crawl, you watch ticker, you see you see lines and you see these sorts of things popping up. But how close are we, do you think, to say legacy networks and just sports networks in general, fully embracing it in the way that, that I know you've dreamed about? I think we're at the precipice uh, mm-hmm. right now, and and I think what's going to force the hand is just the you know the injection of cash uh, from so many of the sports betting entities that are out there. It, it's just a rat race right now. You know, everybody's jockeying for position, everybody's jockeying for power. DraftKings and FanDuel got such a leg up on everybody else in the industry because of DFS, mm-hmm. and then they were able to convert those players into traditional sports betting, and they had established brands. So the BetMGMs of the world, the points bets of the world. Um, um, you know, Caesars is really going to start entering the mix here, hot and heavy in short order. You know, it's just uh, all this cash and this river of money being pumped in uh, to media content where uh, I think it's it's going to you know necessitate a lot of executive producers, a lot of executives behind the scenes to say, all right, we got to go all in on this. We just can't put a toe in the water. We got a cannonball splash into this pool. <laughs> so I, I think what you're going to see and, you know, I've said this before, I, I think a lot of, uh, you know, NFL pregame shows in particular, you could really apply this to many pregame shows in, in any sport. Uh, they have really not evolved. <laughs> you think about mm. it. You know, some have and some have tried to do things like the NBA stuff on TNT with Charles and Kenny and Shaq. Uh, I mean, it's it's comedy uh, with a little bit of analysis mixed in. Right. right? And, and they kind of change the game uh, with their personalities. But and they do have some sports betting content in there. You know, Chuck offers a lot of picks and, you know, mm. there's a lot of fading and following that goes a lot more, probably more fading than following. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think you're going to have to see some of that. Uh, embedded into existing NFL pregame shows instead of just a standard, hey, I'm a former player. Hey, I'm going to speak in cliches. Hey, uh, we also have fantasy players. Hey, we also have sports bettors uh, who are watching this. And it's probably the majority of the audience that would be consuming that content. You know, uh, and I think you're going to see more and more of that interwoven into existing legacy programming that's out there. But it needs to evolve. It's time for all of us to pull our knuckles off the ground and start really embracing gamification because it's here and it's not going anywhere uh, during our lifetimes anyway, Marcus. Well, and I think I think what is going to sort of push this and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like having so many other for lack of a better term, startups, right? Having all these other sort of independent sites sort of pop up, I feel like it's going to push some of the more, some of the bigger media companies into doing it, right? Because some of these other smaller companies can be more nimble, they can cre- be more creative, they can try more things, but they're also going to capture an audience that I think people are going to need if, if you are, uh, if you are a, a, an NBC, an ABC, a NFL network, you know, they're going to capture some of those people that you need. So maybe this is a thing where some of these smaller guys kind of push 
uh, push the envelope and force some of these bigger companies to kind of get on board a little bit faster. Yeah, that's where the innovation's really happening right now, right? Uh, that is the the laboratory or a lot of these mom and pop sites, the startups. I was a part of that world. Mm-hmm. You know, that is where things were beginning to incubate. And eventually it will, you know, hatch the shell and, and grow up into a, hopefully a, a beastly endeavor for all parties. So, you know, there's a lot of M&A merger and acquisition that's going on in the industry right now. It's slowed a little bit here uh, as the mercury is, has been rising during the <laughs> summer months. But I fully expect it to ramp back up probably in the early fall and especially in Q1 of 2022. So there's going to be a lot of companies that are going to get plucked uh, trying, you know, to satisfy the needs of this nascent and growing audience and to satisfy those appetites. But, you know, the one thing I I think is going to be really important and uh, what people really need to understand and what's going to work best and what's going to sell best in this marketplace, it's not how many units gained you have, because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there. There's an educational hurdle where we have to, you know, go out there and tell people, you know, this is what a parlay is. This is what a side is. This is what a total Mm -hmm. is. This is what a player prop is. This is what plus and minus means. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a teaser. This is a round robin. There's a lot of educational stuff that's got to go into it uh, to bring in the casual audience so they don't feel like they're immediately behind the eight ball and they're being taken advantage of. It's really no different than what fantasy was in the early 2000s at the advent of the broadband age, you know, with broadband really taking off at that point and and so many people getting access to it in major metropolitan areas, that's what exploded fantasy. It was the technology, right? And having commissioner services and software services out there to easier run your leagues instead of doing it by by you know hand and, and pen and paper. You know, I was there. I used to do it, you know, every Sunday night on a 14-4 connection. And it would take me like seven hours just to pull up the Raiders box score to see what Jeff George did in the game that day. So, you know, it, it it's it's different now. Tech is influential still today, uh, and still influential as well in the sports betting uh, apps and everything else, because you can do it from the palm of your hand and you got a sports book right there in many of the states you know coming from colorado they were probably the most progressive state out there jersey's been very progressive illinois eh, somewhat uh but you know there's others that are coming into the mix but you know it's just advancing forward and again embracing what audience is demanding and, and i think it's it's going to be personality based you got to be transparent in your delivery of all this stuff and you just got to be fair-minded and if you're bringing you know, that kind of approach to the gig instead of saying, hey, call my 1-900 number. I got the locks <laughs> of the century week three of the NFL. You know, take the Houston Texans. No, you don't take the Texans for anything. You fade the Texans on every, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, and you just do it in a way where, hey, I can sweat a game out with this person and also have a beer with them. That's the approach that we, we all really need to hammer home because it will help grow and nurture the gamification content industry. But we're right there, Marcus. We're right there. We just need some major media executives to have some huevos and put the right people on air. I, it's funny. I've worked in sports radio for a while, so I am very familiar with those, uh, you know, those unnamed uh, one nine hundred. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, because look, if you work in sports radio, at some point, you know, they're 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 buying airtime on your station uh, to kind of advertise on usually on a Saturday morning before college football, that yep. sort of thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, you know, prime like, time, right there, baby. Right before college football kicks off for the day, usually find those sorts of things. And I do think it's. I, I think the personality part of it is going to be that. And I think. Um, one of the things you touched on, which is which is what interests me, is 
sort of that education period. And you you talk about it with fantasy. And look, I, I say this working for a company where we do admittedly get a lot of people who are maybe more casual fantasy players or beginning fantasy players and sort of having to um, break down that wall, that intimidation wall. I know that's sort of a barrier to entry for a lot of people feeling like the terminology is too dense or it is too time consuming and breaking that down. And I, and I, I do think What's going to be important for both fantasy and sports betting once we get there on a larger scale is sort of making this more accessible to people. I know, Brad, there are folks yeah. who are turned off by it, but I just think if we can figure out how to make this more accessible to people uh, and make it more fun and not maybe make it as sleazy as it has seemed in the past, uh, I think that is maybe the way to, to, to get more people on board and to get maybe more executives on board. No, you're exactly right. I, you know, you're hammering home here. You're preaching the choir. I mean, it, it, transparency is everything. You know, you, you got to be honest. You got to be truthful because, it, you know, it's got a slimy reputation. You know, it's like a back smoke filled room at, uh, you know, a low budge Vegas casino. You know, we got to get away from those days. And we uh, yeah, you do have to really make the pitch to the casual audience. So, you know, doing it the right way through, you know, specific types of content, you can certainly do that. And, and that educational hurdle can be conquered and it can be conquered very easily. It's like, you know, most of us uh, early on in our fantasy careers, at some point we had to learn what PPR meant, you know, and now <laughs> points per reception is so much part of the vernacular. You don't even think about it anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and you need to have that same approach of sports betting where, you know, minus 120 automatically equates to something in somebody's head and it triggers, okay, uh, if I put down, um, you know, the if it's minus 120 on the over, Patrick Mahomes, 300.5 passing yards against the Denver Broncos, it uh, means I put $100, $120 down, I get 100 in return if the over hits. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, getting people to think that way will be a challenge, but it's it's a bunny hill on the ski slope. And, you know, you just got to have the right people to do it. You got to have the right producers to do it, lower thirds, and constantly educating the things that are coming out of our mouths when we drop, you know, little tidbits of jargon that people may not be familiar with, but it defines it at the bottom. It's almost like pop-up video. It will help people understand and grasp it. And then, you know, a couple of years from now, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm an expert in everything. I know exactly what you need to do and how you should bet this and that and the other thing. So we're getting close, Marcus. That's why it's such an exciting time right now. If more television was like pop up video, like it would be great. Like I just <laughs> would be I, great. I feel like it applies to most things. Like it works in most formats. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." 
Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Um, all right, so I, this is a fantasy football podcast, so I guess we should talk a little bit of fantasy football. And, and one of the things I have been doing with my guests is just sort of getting a bit of, of draft strategy here. And, and I had a question I thought was interesting. Uh, heads up to – or hats off, I should say, or hat tip. I'll get it right. One of those things. For Braden <laughs> Dubash, uh, who did ask, and I think it's an interesting question, how do you look at strength of schedule? Because, like, when schedule release happens, I know that's a thing everybody looks at is strength of schedule. When it is sort of based on – what we saw the previous year, and we know that there isn't quite as much trade-off or, or changeover from one year to the next. Do you weight it a lot when you're looking at, at who to draft, or is it just sort of a, a thing that you take note of and maybe don't stress out about a lot? And one of my former colleagues at Yahoo Sports, a great Scott Pinowski, you know, he always said, you want your horse to start off fast. You want to get out of the gate quickly. And instead, we tend to focus on, you know, what the end game is going to look like. Well, you got to get to the end game first. You know, we're always <laughs> obsessed with all oh, this. This guy's fantasy playoff schedule is bananas. He's got to go off. But by the time you get now to what week uh, 14 or if you're starting mm-hmm. to playoffs now week 15 with a 17 game slate, you know, I, there's just so much roster turnover due to injury and ineptitude, benchings, whatever it may be that, you know, rosters are completely different, much like fantasy rosters often are uh, from the beginning of the season by the time you get to the fantasy football playoffs and, you know, the latter portion of the regular season. So I don't pay any attention to it, although you got to have the bye week element in there because there's a week 14 mm. bye, right, this yeah. this season, yeah, which mm. is absolutely brutal and killer. Thanks, NFL. <laughs> we appreciate that. But I, I think there is some truth 
to, you know, looking at strength of schedule for the early portion of the year. So if you're looking at weeks, weeks one through five, you know, it does often, you know, you can't necessarily change a defense overnight. You can make investments in the hope that you can regain some respectability. But, you know, odds are the Jacksonville Jaguars defense still going to be a work in progress. You know, maybe <laughs> things will will click mid-season. Maybe some of that young talent will meld together and the scheme, they'll really absorb it. And all of a sudden, hey, they're gangbusters or, you know, getting sacks they're getting tackles for loss. They're forcing turnovers. But chances are it's going to be a bit of a climb to get there. So I usually focus on just the first five weeks. Guys that, you know, could potentially start off fast. I mean, look at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they've got a pretty soft schedule to begin the year. Uh, anytime you see Houston in an early season schedule anywhere <laughs> this year, sorry, Texans, I'm picking on you, um, you know, is chances are, you know, you're going to post, uh, you know, ridiculous fantasy production. So I would just, you know, my recommendation to folks would be zero in the first five weeks and let the rest of the season play out and make adjustments. And if anything, you live by the rule of three, get three games under the belt, and then you can really start to assess exactly what the trends are and the strengths of weaknesses of teams from a defensive or offensive perspective. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I, I, I mean, I do get caught up in the, Hey man, it's a great playoff schedule, but there's so many things that happen between now so and many the time we get to, you know, yep. December or whatever it is that, that are going to change things. So, um, but yeah, I know it's a thing people hone in on. Very curious to kind of get your thoughts on it. Uh, what I ask about, I picked a handful of, of teams with, what I consider big questions in their running back rooms, uh, either you know guys that I don't love or maybe I just don't know what to do with. So I got four teams here. Get your thoughts. The first one is the Bills. I like Devin Singletary. The Bills don't seem to like him as much as I do. Um, I always joke that it takes him three forms of identification to get into the end zone. Um, <laughs> you know, and I know people are really promoting Zach Moss. They're touting Zach Moss. I don't know that I'm on board for my money. Like Josh Allen is the best fantasy running back in Buffalo. Is there any point to really, you know, unless you're talking late in the draft to really believe in either Moss or Singletary there? Well, I mean, that's the good news is the price point for those guys uh, right now in terms of average draft position. I mean, Singletary and Moss, you're getting anywhere in the mid thirties, late thirties at the RB position. So chances are you're going to get them in the, you know, triple figures in terms of overall average draft position. Uh, I'm not buying into the Zach Moss hype. Uh, could he, you know, eat into more of the workload, the minuscule workload uh, from Devin Singletary? Sure. But, you know, this is a team that's still going to pass first, pass often. Uh, that is the identity that the Buffalo Bills have taken on. I mean, they threw it, what, close to 60% of the time last mm -hmm. year. And I don't think they're really going to deviate too much from that. So, uh, I think more or less it is going to be the Josh Allen show. And as you mentioned, you know, alongside a guy like Cam Newton, he's one of the more you know, dominating inside the five rushers in the NFL. So he will call his number when the defense, you know, presents that opportunity and he'll take advantage of it. So it does mitigate. It does cap any kind of potential of Moss or Singletary. And God forbid one of those guys gets hurt. You know, people will be like, oh, man, Singletary's down. He's on injured reserve. <laughs> Zach Moss to the moon. It's like he's like the Dogecoin of running backs all of a sudden. And everybody's like, oh, the ship. Dogecoin. Let's go. AMC stock. Let's go. We got to invest. Uh, and in reality, nothing is really going to change in terms of the scheme. And I think that could be a bit of a sucker bet. So uh, I will, you know, I will invest in the backfield at a reasonable cost. But mm -hmm. am I going to extend the go-go gadget arm around early or go a dollar more in a salary cap format? No, sir. No, thanks.
That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think if if they fell in my lap at the right price, right, uh, I'm right. down for it. But I'm not, you know, I'm not going out of my way to get. They, uh, they fall into the category of oatmeal. It's fine. It's not exciting. <laughs> Unless you add a little cinnamon in there, you know, you get some flavors, get a little you know, vanilla, fruit, you know, something like that, whatever. But tequila. Yeah, I'm. I, that 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 just blew my mind. That uh, <laughs> that completely blew my mind. Um, over you mentioned Cam Newton and the Patriots. They have, I mean, obviously they have Cam Newton, who if he's playing, he is potentially a goal line back for them. They've got so many running backs, though, Brad. I mean, you know, they've got Damian Harris, James White's still there at the moment. Sony Michelle is still there. They drafted Ramondre Stevens, and they've got what JJ Taylor still, I think, hanging around there too. Oh my god! I mean, do, do Corey Dillon's still there. He uh, might be you Lawrence know Mahoney. <laughs> Um, I mean, do we bother at this point with anybody in that backfield? Yeah, no. I mean, maybe Lawrence Maroney comes out of retirement. I, I would <laughs> consider it. But uh, no, I mean, Damien Harris is interesting. Uh, but, you know, I, I got to see first and foremost, will Cam Newton make this team? Uh, mm. Because that is the ultimate deciding factor in all this. And and look, Mac Jones is a player. Yeah, he may have the body of yours truly, a true dad bod. <laughs> uh, but the guy was the most accurate quarterback at the FAS level last season. And in terms of adjusted completion percentage is tracked by pro football focus. So he could put it square on the digits. Uh, you know, he's played essentially the AAA affiliate of the NFL that is in the <laughs> SEC and with Alabama winning a national title. And yeah, he had a ton of, you know, excellent talent around him at Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell and. And uh, Najee Harris. But, you know, I, I think Mac Jones going to come in. I think he's going to steal the show. I think he's going to win this gig in training camp. I really do. Um, and by the way, it's like plus 278 if you're into these sports betting arts like <laughs> I am. You can wager on something like that. So that will determine um, ultimately can a guy like Damian Harrison break out because Cam Newton is such a goal line gremlin, man. You know, he had 15 rush attempts inside the five yard line last year. That was far and away. No other quarterback in the NFL had you know double figures in that category. And it, it did cap the upside of Damian Harris. Damian Harris in 10 games last season had two, two goal line carries. Mm. That's it. So, you know, you, you can't really pay the fantasy bills when you're not getting opportunities to cross the chalk and punch it in for six. But, you know, Harris will be, I think, the clubhouse leader in this RBBC. Uh, but you got to monitor Cam Newton and whether or not he makes this club, because if he doesn't, then I think Harris could certainly be you know, borderline RB2 in a 12-team format if Cam Newton is indeed the quarterback. And if they go to a QBBC, which is the rumor, where yeah. it could be Mac Jones between the 20s and then Cam Newton inside the red zone, then you got to keep Damian Harris about where he's going right now in fantasy drafts, which is in the early 30s among running backs. Harris may be the only guy that I have an interest in. Um, you know, I think mean, James White feels like that guy you pick off the waiver wire in like week 12 because you just need a streaming running back or something like that. Like that. <laughs> I just need four catches, James. Right. That's, all, that's four all catches. I need. That's, that's all, all I need. I need. That's just a respectable not, day. Not asking for a lot here. Just four catches. By the way, I also think uh, I think I have Mac Jones's calendar from his real estate agency. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I got a haul. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's, I, I did not realize there was a real estate agency and, and he Mac just Jones. He looks like a real estate agent. At least, you know, when he's like wearing that suit and like walking out to shake the commissioner's hand. I mean, seriously, he's like, you know, Mac Jones Century 21. Like, I can totally see yeah, that. I can see know? it. Uh, well, there's there's an opportunity. Well, I mean, if he, the NIL uh, still applied to Mac Jones, then, yeah. hey, I mean, but he's a pro now. So Century 20, you know, get out there right now. Remax, whoever, sign, sign the without, without consequences. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Oh, man. Um, so we have been picking on the Texans a little bit. We might as well just pick on them some more. Because sure, let's do it. Their, their backfield their backfield would have killed in like 
2016. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> that backfield would have been amazing. In fact, I think it was I was on this show with Michael F. Florio, uh, and we were like, I don't know if anybody's going to pick up Mark Ingram. And like within 24 hours of that statement being uttered on this show, the Texans had snapped him up and we were amazed. <laughs> um, but with all the guy, I mean, between Mark Ingram and David Johnson still there, I feel like Philip Lindsay is maybe the guy who ends up kind of shining. Because I mean, you saw him in Denver all those years, right? Like did, you can't yeah. keep him down. I feel like with all those guys there, he's still somehow the guy maybe that you want in that backfield. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that could really keep uh, Philip Lindsay down is the injury amp. And unfortunately, the injury amp uh, views the flesh uh, as a delicatessen, if you will, <laughs> a delicacy of one Mr. Philip Lindsay. So that is the downside there. But, you know, I think David Johnson is going to lead this backfield. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my colleague on the Sirius XM Fantasy Show uh, that I do, you know, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, nice little plug there for the Fantasy Channel Monday through Friday. <laughs> uh, Brandon Funston, um, who hired me at Yahoo all those years ago. Biggest mistake of his career. Uh, he's, he got exiled to like Oregon or wherever he is now. Right? Uh, he's he's up there in Sasquatch land. Yeah, you're close. <laughs> he's up there in northwest, the northwest corner of Washington State oh, wow. across so was, Puget Sound. I didn't go far enough, apparently. Wow. Uh, I mean, he's huge on lumberjacking. So he just wears plaid <laughs> shirts and he's like Paul Bunyan out there chopping down trees. But. You know, if you look at this backfield, uh, I want nothing to do with it. Uh, Brandon really likes David Johnson. And if I am going to invest any kind of draft capital in anybody, uh, because I only play in some element of PPR, it would be for David Johnson. Mm -hmm. You could get maybe a great 10 games out of him where he is like James White. He's catching four or five balls every single game. Get the sporadic touchdown. uh, Maybe get 60, 65 total yards per game. But my goodness, I mean, the Texans are underdogs projected underdogs in every game this year. I saw DraftKings Sportsbook. You can wager on them to go over, to go winless, and it's 25 to 1. And I'm like, that's kind of, that's probably worth a $20 bill. You know, I, I don't I don't know how they're going to win a game if, if Deshaun Watson, and we'll see how that plays out. You know, we don't know what, uh, you know, Commissioner Goodell's going to do mm-hmm. with the violation of the personal conduct policy. You know, people are saying, well, you know, he's going to be in the clear. You know, he may be able to, uh, you know, stiff arm some of the criminal charges. But, I mean, the, it's all about the personal conduct policy. Mm-hmm. He could be suspended for six games, eight games, ten games the entire year. So it's going to be up to Goodell. And if it's like Davis Mills and Tarod Taylor uh, – no, I want nobody uh, in Houston with maybe the exception of Brandon Cooks, because he is going to get peppered with targets as they're down 20 to nothing in every single game so far this year. Yeah, Brandon Cooks, I think, feels like the one guy that everybody's like, all right, I'll give him a shot here. The other part of the Deshaun Watson thing is obviously, you know, there's the the, the civil cases, the criminal charges, the personal conduct policy. There's also the little matter of he doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we, we have sort of you know, because of all the other things that have been so much more serious. We sort of glossed over the fact that this all started when he just wanted to leave Houston. Um, so there's just nothing. There's nothing interesting about the Texans <laughs> except for except for how bad potentially they could be. That might be the most interesting thing about them this year. I don't know. Probably the most boring fantasy team. I mean, in them and New mm-hmm. England. I mean, New yeah. England's kind of a snore fest as well. Though you know, at least there I, I can see a glimmer of hope. Uh, just a, a little flicker of it. Uh, with some of the New England Patriots players, but Houston, you know, it's Brandon Cooks and it's all downhill from there. I mean, look, the, I, I said a couple of weeks ago that uh, Nelson Aguilar was the crown jewel of the offseason, uh, <laughs> yeah. offseason acquisitions for the Patriots. And I like Nelson Aguilar, but I wouldn't consider him anybody's crown yeah, jewel. Yeah, he's more or less, he's just a guy. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's okay. He's not right. like spectacular by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, Belichick will probably find a way to get back to like winning 10, 11 games again. Of course. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A dot. Uh, all right, so my last one I got here is the Bucks, and my my simple question is, why does Bruce Arians hate us? Right, like we were just starting to figure out this Ronald Jones Leonard Fournette split. Now they bring in Gio Bernard. Like, why? And Keyshawn Vaughn is still there. Like, why? Why does Bruce Arians hate us so much? Uh, that's a great question. I have no idea. You know, I always view Bruce Arians when he was with, uh, you know, with Arizona and going back to his days as OC with the Steelers. I always viewed him as a pretty straight shooter. And then, you know, last year happened and, you know, he was talking up, uh, you know, Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones, this, that he's added some weight. And, you know, Ronald Jones on an efficiency basis was spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, only Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb had a higher yards of the contact per attempt rating or mark than uh, the aforementioned Rojo. So, you know, when he has been given opportunities, he can go out there and be a plow. 
uh, within this offense. His problem is he's got stone hands and he's rather unreliable. And when Tom <laughs> gives you the, you know, the stare of death after you dropped a pass, you're like, well, uh, exit stage left for Ronald Jones. <laughs> Insert the nickelback. Thankfully, not the band, uh, but Leonard Fournette. And Fournette would come in and, you know, just catch all kinds of passes, although we dropped a, a number of them in the playoffs. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a rotational backfield yet again. And I know everybody got entranced by the Gio Bernard thigh season on social media, <laughs> much like Mike Davis. Oh, my. They're like, wow. Wow. Gio, man, he's he's packing a little something, a little extra something, something. There. And I'm like, yeah, bro, he's a professional football player. <laughs> right. uh, you think he, he squats elephants. You know, he does a ton of lunges. He should have thighs like that. He's a running back, you know, and he's been a, a pretty productive one when given opportunities in his NFL career. So it's messy, but I, I do like Ronald Jones. Uh, you know, RB 33 is the ADP 92.2 overall. Uh, you know, if there's anybody that's got upside to get maybe nine touchdowns in this scheme, it could be him. Uh, but Fournette should once again dominate the pass down work, and he'll be decent as a flexy, sexy option, getting you know anywhere between four to six receptions per week. Could you have imagined after his first couple of years in Jacksonville, we'd be talking about Leonard Fournette as a pass catching back? No, nope. never saw that coming. No, nope. no, nope, never did. And and it was such a you know I still hard back on uh, last year, and and you know think about Fournette when he got cut. I was all about Divine Azigbo. Uh, within that offense and you know some people were on Ryquel Armstead and then he was mm-hmm. on the COVID list for an eternity <laughs> and then this guy from Division 2 Illinois State 40 minutes up the road from where I'm living here now in central Illinois uh, and you know up there in normal Illinois and the Illinois State Redbird just came in and stole the show and and poor James Robinson you know just kind of got crapped on uh, hey Travis Etienne we're gonna draft you and uh, James, sorry, uh, you were so productive last year, but uh, yeah, we're not going to give you 85% of the opportunity share anymore. So it's unfortunate, but hopefully the kid won't flame out because he deserves so much more based on what he showed last year. Yeah, you know, I, I always said that I, did, I didn't think Robinson would get that kind of workload this year just because I felt like last year was they didn't expect him to have to work that much. It's just the sort of the, the, the stars aligned and he did a great job with it, like no doubt. Crushed um, it. I also didn't expect, though, that the Jags, the Jaguars were going to go out and draft one of the three best backs in the draft class. Like I didn't I figured help was coming. I didn't think that level of help was coming. So now I'm sort of holding on to this idea that they can be kind of a chub hunt south mm. uh, down there in Jacksonville. I mean, maybe that's me just being wishful uh, no. hoping for the best, but that's that's what I want right now. No, and I think that's entirely fair. Uh, I think the biggest, you know, downside for Jacksonville is defensively. You know, mm-hmm. you know, for James Robinson, he's got to be in competitive games and and positive scripts, or at least competitive game scripts, mm-hmm. to get ball the belly and hopefully punch it in. Uh, because Travis Etienne, anytime there's a deficit, he's going to dominate the snap share, uh, playing catch up mode. You know, being like a DeAndre Swift, uh, being mm-hmm. like a very poor man's Alvin Kamara, if you will, within this offensive scheme. But and Robinson is a do it all. I mean, he he commands more respect. Uh, I wish, you know, he would be able to continue to get the opportunity of, you know, 15 to 20 touches per game. I think we may be discounting him a little bit too harshly. Uh, but again, it's it's really going to be contingent on not only the, def- the defense, but also the offensive line and how well they can mesh and gel together, making sure that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to fire on all cylinders. But, you know, when you got field stretchers like DJ Chark, you bring in Marvin Jones, got LaVisca Chenault, who's all the buzz down there in North That's Florida. My <laughs> yeah. That's my guy. I mean, I, he, I mean, he's he's well, he reminds me of uh, LaVisca does. You know, I, I saw him play up uh, at CU when I was living out in Colorado up in Boulder. You know, he reminds me of like old school Golden Tate. 
is like when he gets the ball in his hand after the catch, he becomes a burly, bruising running back type. Tough dude to bring down, thick body, and just, I mean, he punishes dudes <laughs> in the open field, punishes dudes. So, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit, especially when you have core competency now at the quarterback position with Lawrence, who's, I feel, a generational talent. Uh, I, I think this Jacksonville team is fascinating. Uh, thank God Urban Meyer's not calling the plays because I think he's got two years <laughs> in this league. He's going to be exit stage left. Uh, but Daryl Bevel knows what he's doing. You know, for the last five years, he's had a top 10 passing offense split between Detroit and Seattle. So uh, I think, you know, he's in and Lawrence is in good hands with Bevel uh, as long as Meyer is not, you know, placing his stamp on on too much within that playbook. Dude, it's all fun and games until Tim Tebow is running the wildcat from the two. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if, if Tebow is like full Taysom Hill, like, I quit. Oh, we're going to be miserable. You know, I, I'll probably end up starting in Scott Fish. I'll probably end up taking Tim Tebow like round 18. And I'm desperate for that, you know, super flex option and a buy heavy week. Everybody's hurt. And I'm like, well. Oh, Tim Tebow's Here there. Divine intervention. <laughs> Bang. Roll him out. See Let's what do it. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Before before I, I let you go, though, I want to do a couple quick rapid fire questions yep. to uh, you know, just tease the brain a little bit. Um, you are a fighting Illini. What would you give up for an Illinois football national championship? Uh, an arm and three legs, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll let your mind wander on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, the, I, love, I love that you had it like loaded, like locked and loaded. But like you just knew dude, the price dude, to Marcus, pay. that's never going to happen. Now, full disclosure, full disclosure. I think Brett Bielema is going to do a bang up job. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, Bielema knows the Big Ten. Uh, they're going to win here. It's going to take a while. Uh, but for me, my favorite sport on the planet, as much as I love the NFL and I adore mm-hmm. it and I owe my career to it, is college basketball. I'm a junkie okay. and okay. I'm a diehard University of Illinois basketball fan. So I would, you know, probably I would just ghost. I would give up everything <laughs> for an Illinois basketball title. Well, Illinois basketball is definitely closer to that pinnacle than than football is. Oh yeah, you're I mean, right. It's right. Not, I know it's not. I know it's not a big statement. I understand that that's not a. You know, I'm not going out on a limb there. But you know, at least at least the Illinois basketball team's a little bit closer to, to that. <laughs> and, and will I be in Illinois, Nebraska, uh, week zero? Because it's not even week one. It's week okay. zero of the college football season. Yes, I will be in attendance and I will be deploring the humidity in the process. But they do serve beer now at Memorial Stadium. So oh, see, there you go. So that'll help. Uh, all right. The, what is the biggest thing you miss about Colorado now that you're out? You've been out for a few weeks. Uh, nature, uh, <laughs> probably first and foremost. And, and again, low humidity and no bugs. And that, the great thing about Colorado is this. And you should ask me this question come like, I don't know, January. Okay. Because the, the you live in sunny South, Southern California, so you know all about the 300 plus days of sunshine. It's wonderful. You get that vitamin D. It makes a big difference in your attitude in general. Mm-hmm. And in Illinois, you'll get these just stretches of days where you're like, man, when was the last time I saw the sun, bro? That's been like, <laughs> I don't know, like three weeks. But in Colorado, you get the full four season experience, but you get the 300 plus days of sunshine. And because you're at a high altitude, people are like, well, it snows are all the time. Yeah, it averages about 62 inches of snowfall a year. But because of the high altitude and the sunshine, snow doesn't stick around. It's usually gone in a couple of days. So uh, I will miss that more than anything is the 300 days of sunshine, the low humidity or none. All right. Uh, okay. My well, last one for you. And this is uh, apropos for you. One tequila to rule them all. Which one would it be? 
Well, Class A Azul is the class of tequila. Uh, you know, that's the the very fancy. I got a mini bottle here. Yes. Oh, there's my friend. Come here. So if you see this now, this is a miniature version. Oh, there goes Kevin Hardy. Sorry, Kevin. Um, so <laughs> this is the bottle. You'll see a bigger it's version fancy. of this. It okay. is. Uh, these are hand painted in Mexico. Uh, and it's uh, just it's a reposado. So it's been aged. But if you'd like vanilla nodes, it is smooth and it hits the lips. It's pure ecstasy. Uh, that's outstanding. But this will run you. And I don't know what it is in California, Illinois, run about 100 bucks a bottle. Okay. Uh, if you want bang for the buck tequila, Herradura Ultra Añejo. It's got the horseshoe on the front. Mm -hmm. uh, people look at it and be like, oh, why is this clear? Why is it a silver? It's not a silver. It is uh, an actual Añejo. I mean, it's been aged for at least 36 months, but mm -hmm. it's aged in American white oak barrels. So the essence that appears <laughs> out is uh, pulls out of the uh, wood is clear and not a traditional uh, brown Añejo. Oh, it's uh, it is wonderful. It tastes like a, you know, like a rose blooming in your mouth. And that you can find anywhere between 55 to 65 bucks a bottle. Put it in the freezer, drink it neat, not on ice. And mm -hmm. thank me later. Thank me later. It's great. So stuff. when this football thing stops working out for you, you're just going to open a distillery. Is that what would that would happen? Well, next dude, year? I'm applying. I need to brush up on my Spanish because all I remember is Donde Estal Baño from four years. In high school. <laughs> uh, there is a government job and this is real, Marcus. You can look it up. Uh, the czar of tequila. Wow. How That's a gig in Mexico. So you work okay. for the government and I, it's like you're it's like a minister of culture and that culture being the love juice. And I'm like, that's I was meant for that job. Like, let's go. I'm in. <laughs> so basically just a brand ambassador for tequila, like just tequila as a whole, not even a specific brand. That's amazing. I, I think I think you just you know, you probably go around to various distilleries. You're making sure that the process is clean. It's being done uh, by the, you know, the traditional standards. And there's probably a lot of tastings involved. And I think so. I, and I would just be like, wow, could you imagine my liquor cabinet would be filled with like hundreds of different varieties of tequila? I'd be like Beetlejuice. My head would be spinning constantly. Like, what am I going to do tonight? Just, but yeah, that's a gig. Now I'm going to just get like a, a windbreaker and a hat and just write tequila inspector on it and just see if they'll just let me into places or something. Uh, you're just carry, you're just carried around a big like goblet. You're like a jewel goblet. Like uh, so like little John would have had back in the day. And you're just like going around and be like, uh, fill up, fill up that cuppeth. I am the czar of tequila. <laughs> I am the tequila, the tequila czar. Right? Absolutely. Uh, well, now I have to really rethink my career now, now that I'm doing this. Um, yeah. Brad, always love talking to you. Hopefully we'll see you soon uh, in Canton, Ohio for uh, another edition of the King's Classic, which would be nice to be back in person again. Oh, thank uh, God. It remotely last year. Um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I know people who listen to this probably know where to find you, but, you know, for people trying to keep up with you, where, where's the best place to look right now? Well, right now, you can always come harass me on social media at Noisy Juevos on Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, I do radio every single day, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio uh, from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. A show's called Fade the Noise. I do it with my buddy Brandon Funston. And there'll be more of me. Uh, you, you can't get away from this ugly face as much as you would like. Uh, but my voice, my face will be doing all kinds of different things, hopefully, uh, here in short order, knock on wood, uh, you know, by the time the regular season rolls around.
Cool. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Uh, appreciate it. As always, you be well. And for us, in the meantime, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, why do they call it getting your dog fixed when it doesn't work anymore? Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Get vaccinated. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.